0: let church be routine this year. You come expecting to encounter God every time you come through the door. Hallelujah. We came to meet with you, sir. We're here to meet with you tonight. We enjoy one another's company, but we're so grateful that you show up here and that you just touch each one. You know the needs and the wants and the desires of everybody in this building. Yes. And I know that it's your desire to meet them. And Jesus, you said it was your desire to manifest yourself. Yes. So p- please be free to do that. Yes. Amen. Yes. I got a couple of parables that I want to look at. And um, we've looked at them all before. Or at least some of us have. And But every time you get into it, there's something... That speaks. That didn't speak the last time. That's the thing about the Bible. Yeah. I've been studying it, you know, every day, almost every day for wow, well, forty years, probably. And I'm always finding new things. And and then and then I try to share them with other people, and that's a mistake. Yeah. Oh, you're just finding that out now. I could have told you that. <laughs> You're all laughing because you've all always, always, obviously experienced that, right? right. Yeah. Let's go to um, Luke chapter 15 first. And here's a story about a guy that had a lot of irresponsibility in his life and a lack of discipline. And it almost destroyed his destiny but I can relate to that (laughs) you know like I think about all the years that I spent uh, doing alcohol and drugs and things like that and wasted time thank you Lord you redeemed the time but here's here's the story and again you've heard it before there was a certain man well no let's go back to chapter 15 and verses 1 and 2 because I think there's something pretty cool there too it kind of shows you you know what The religious church looks like, and what Jesus is actually like. Chapter fifteen, verse one. It says, "Then drew near unto him, all of the publicans and sinners, for to hear him." Right? Like that's what you want in church, right? Are you sure? (laughs) What if they what What if they come in and sit in your seat? (laughs) <laughs> no no we've 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 had larger churches, and let me tell you that's that was a problem <laughs> from time to time <laughs> not so glad you're here like what are you doing in my chair anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah a certain man. No, no, read read the verses first, okay. Then drew near unto him all the publicans and all the sinners to hear him, but the religious people, the Pharisees and the scribes murmured. Somebody gets blessed, and the Pharisees and the scribes murmur. I can't believe that happened to them. They don't even come to church as often as I do. I'm telling you, when you see somebody get blessed, celebrate, because you're next. Celebrate, because you're next. Hallelujah. But this certain man had two sons. The younger said unto his father, Father, give me the portion of the goods that fall to me. And he divided unto them, unto them, both of them, both of them, the son and and the older brother. They both got their inheritance, right? And not many days after, the younger guy gathered up all the stuff that he had, and he went to a far country. He went to another kingdom. He went from the kingdom of light, really, to the kingdom of darkness. He went to another kingdom. And uh, it wasn't going to work out well for him there. You know, it says, and there he wasted his substance with riotous living. And so, uh, uh, you know, I, when you read about people that win the lottery, this is what happens so many times. They get the big paycheck. And I remember Carlos Simmons had a relative of his that won several million dollars. And five years later, they were driving the 1992 Ford Tourists and all the money was gone, right? So this is what happened to this young guy. He got a portion some nice things and he spent it on riotous living. And when he had spent it all, there arose a mighty famine in the land and he began to be in want. And so, and here's where he made his mistake in verse 15. He joined himself to that country, to that citizenship. He joined himself to the Babylonian system. And he was sent into the fields to feed pigs, and how many of you know a Jewish guy like my dog is in my office right now while I'm here doing service here and and Pastor Paul really doesn't like animals, and so he said, "I'm not going to touch which that which is common and unclean <laughs> <laughs> And I reminded him of Acts chapter 10 when Peter said the same thing. And Jesus said, don't you call what I'm blessed common and unclean. <laughs> That's why we eat and enjoy lobster today, though, when you think about it. All because of Acts chapter 10. Jesus said what I have, what I have sanctified. And you can pray over anything and say your grace, glory to God. Amen. <laughs> anyway, Paul and I were just having fun. Yeah, yeah. No, but we left at 9 o'clock this morning, and we won't get home until 10 o'clock tonight, and you can't leave a dog at home <laughs> for all those hours. <laughs> expecting him <them> to... <laughs> so we brought him in here, and he, he broke out of my office, and he, next thing you know, he's down playing with the Salvation Army kids. <laughs> down there in the middle of them all. he's a big pit bull. Like, you know... He's friendly, though. And he never barks, and he's a complete gentleman. Yeah. I'm telling you, he's a complete gentleman. That dog is the most awesome dog. Hmm? Well, you know, he'd probably come up here and lay on my feet. Yeah. Anyway, this guy is feeding the pigs. And when he would have filled his belly, but he he couldn't even get anything to eat for himself. But when he came to himself... And What caused him to come to himself, it wasn't the goodness of the father, but it was the smell of the pig pen. And lots of times, if you've got unsaved loved ones that are out there, you're praying over them saying, thank you, Lord. Just lead them there until they can smell the pig pen. They'll be coming out. They'll be coming out. They'll come to the end of themselves when they get enough of the smell of the pig pen. Right. So it says, when he came to himself... So that's like that's like he made an altar call to himself. Anybody here want to accept the Lord? Yeah, me. And and, and up he came, right? He 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 made and he came to himself. And it's like when you when you finally accept responsibility, you begin to experience God's reality. Like when you get really ready, the teacher will show up. <laughs> right? <laughs> and so and so he came to himself and he said, how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare? And I'm here perishing with hunger. i tell you what I'm going to do. He said, I'm going to arise and go to my father. And I will say to him, father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. And I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me one of your hired servants. So I picture him walking home from wherever he was, how far the fire country was. Maybe it was a month's journey, I don't know. Uh, but all the way home, he's saying, well, when I get there, I'm going to say, Father, I've sinned against you, and against you only have I sinned, and I'm not worthy to be your son anymore. Just make me a servant in your house. So he's rehearsing this thing all the way home. How many of you have ever known you're going to face a meeting, and you start rehearsing? Oh, yeah. Well, he'll say that, and then I'll say this, right? Yeah. No, sometimes you can have a complete argument and be angry with somebody before you even had the meeting, (laughs) right? I'll tell you, I'll give him a piece of my mind when he says that. Then you walk in and nothing of that happens and you're like, what? (laughs) He wasted days stressing over a meeting that wasn't even real. It was all in your head. So that's what this guy's doing. He rose and came to his father. But here's what I like because this is the picture of your father. While he was yet a great way off, which tells me that every day, every morning, the father probably had a well-worn path up to the top of the hill where he could look, he look and wait. He wasn't thinking, when you get right with me, I'll give you a piece of my mind. I'm telling you right now, you can come back, but, but you're going to have to earn my respect Once trust is broken, trust can never be restored. all the crap that we say, right? None of that happened. While he was yet a far way off, the father saw him and had what? Compassion and did what? Ran. No, no, lift. just think about it when you miss it with God and you turn around. You think you're going to have to walk away to get back with him? He's running towards you. That's why he says in his word, my grace abounds toward you. Grace is something that's in motion and it's always coming after you. <laughs> Matter of fact, you cannot run God's grace. So if you're praying for somebody, just let it go. What's this, a trick glass of water? no was this was 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 this special for me am i going to be alive tomorrow i'm not even going to ask what you were trying to keep out of the glass Wow, I can drink a deadly thing and it won't harm me. That's what Mark 16 says, so I'm okay. Okay, all right. He had compassion and he ran and he fell upon his neck. And again, when you read it in the Greek, it's it wasn't one kiss. It was like smack face. It was kiss, 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 right? And the son said what he had been rehearsing for days. Oh yes, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you, and I'm no longer worthy to be your son. Yeah. But the father said unto his servants, bring forth the. Bring forth the best. Just stop right there. God's desire for you. Bring forth the best. The best I have. I've got the best for you. I I, I have the very best for you. I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. I want to give you my best. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth or in earth as it is in heaven. I want to treat you like you're already here with me. There's no debt here. There's no lack here. The streets aren't paved with gold here. They're made out of pure gold here, to let you know that I'm not holding back anything. Think about it. The garden had everything. Adam didn't have to get up in the morning and say, what am I going to eat? what am I, going to... I got a big job on today. None of that. There was no toil. There was no sweat. Nothing like that. And then Hebrews 2.10, the captain of our salvation to restore us back to God's original intention for man. That you could live a stress-free life. That even when it looks like lack, even though you're walking through the fire, you'll not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon you. Will everything go right in your life? No, but all things will work together for your good. Will they always go right? Will they always go the way that you thought? No. But they'll go the way that they need to go. Because God will turn whatever Satan has thrown your way against you and turn it for your favor. That's who he is. Bring forth the best robe. See, now Adam, he chose to go the other way. He lost his glory and had to cover himself with fig leaves. But even then, God didn't leave him covered with fig leaves. He killed animals and covered them with skin. It says that God made skins for Adam and Eve because without the shedding of blood, there's no remission for sin. And so something had to die so that they could live, right? Again, about that again, he's getting everybody prepared for Jesus. Abel's sacrifice is accepted. Cain's was not because a- a- Abel's sacrifice was a blood sacrifice. Getting ready for the one sacrifice that would redeem you forever. Hallelujah. You. Yeah. yeah. Even even God sending Abraham back to Mount Moriah, that's where the Garden of Eden was. So he had already started. He'd already started when he found the man Abram. And he started moving things back, back to his original intent. Now it may not be fast enough for you, but God has a plan and a purpose and all this stuff that's going on in the world right now. He's not surprised. The, the, he, he prophesied this he, he's already been to the end he's already been to your end and that's why he would write Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. I know the thoughts that I have toward you says the Lord thoughts of good and not evil to bring you a hope to bring you a future to bring you to a great finish <sighs> no but when you know like uh, I watched a football game on Monday night that was played on Saturday night. And I watched it on Monday night because the team that was playing Saturday night, I don't, don't like them. And so I watched it Monday evening with such joy because I knew how it was gonna turn out. And then every time the enemy got knocked down, I rewound. Hey. I watched those scenes over and over again, and I thought, this is the way God is. He knows you win in the end. And if you know you win in the end, you can enjoy the game. I know that they won a bunch of Super Bowls, but I also know that Lance Armstrong won eight Tour de France's. Yeah. It's a sport, okay? <laughs> just, 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 everybody calm down now. <laughs> no, some places you get in a fight for some of this stuff, I'm telling you. <laughs> anyway, get the best robe. Don't choose one of skin over the light of the glory of God and put the ring. Put the ring on his finger. The family ring. The one that you put in the wax when you seal a document. The one that you use for buying and selling. The ring. The prosperity ring, the ring of the father. How do I know that I have that? Because Isaiah chapter 61 says that he's clothed you with garments of salvation and covered you with robes of righteousness. And then then the writer Isaiah said, therefore I'll greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul is joyful in my God. Well, because he recognized that he had something that he couldn't buy. Anyway, so, he's, so bring here, and okay, so put the ring on his hand. and bring forth the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat. Why? Because the fatted calf represents the covenant. The covenant is being renewed with the son. He's going come on, he's coming back. Royalty is. royalty was and is his reality. The pig pen was not his reality. The pig pen was his, his lesson to bring him back home. So, but this is what he said, for my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and found, and they began to be merry. Now, again, he wanted to be a servant, and God called him a son. And when I look across the body of Christ today, not this church, but today, 80%. Where'd you get that number? I don't know. I pulled it out of the air. Maybe it's 76%. Let's say four out of five, okay? Maybe. I don't know. I don't have statistics. But from my observation, so many Christians are still trying to earn You know, my good works are the fruit of my salvation, not the root of my salvation. I'm not doing good things to earn favor with God. I'm doing things because I honor him and I respect him. That's all that it is. It's just a different thing. See, but this is why we need to look at the older brother because the older brother represents, to me, the church at large today. Still trying to earn the Father's respect, still trying to earn favor with the Father. Stop. You know when God blesses you, don't pay Him back. You get out of grace and into works. When God blesses you, rejoice. Amen. I mean, think about it. He said in Romans eight seventeen. Not only are you an heir of God, and a sub heir of salvation. Of no, no. A, 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 doesn't it say an heir of God and a joint heir? A joint that does joint mean equal? Yeah. An equal heir with Jesus Christ? I'm not making this stuff up. That's Romans 8:17. An heir of God. He said, therefore we cry, Abba, Father. The disciples were blown away when Jesus taught that prayer in Matthew 6, 9. He said, They said, teach us how to pray. And he said, Our Father. What? I thought God was a God with a big sledgehammer knocking people around. I read about him in the Old Testament. No, you read how they interpreted the Old Testament. There was a covenant. If you do this, this will happen. If you do that, that will happen. It's like if I walk off this building, you will not be able to say that the law of gravity killed Gary. You wouldn't even say that. You'd say, how stupid. he was. What did he do that for? (laughs) If I stuck my thumb in a light socket, you wouldn't say, well, Nova Scotia Power tried to kill him. You say we really need to be praying for Pastor because he's slipping, man. Slipping. <laughs> so, but when you make the right decision, royalty will be your reality. Come on, Peter 2 9. You are a royal priesthood, a chosen generation to show forth the praises of him that's called you out of the darkness into this glorious light, translated out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of his dear son. One translation says, the son of his love transferred out of darkness and into love. Translated out of darkness and into love. Whew. Hallelujah. And love doesn't change its mind when you don't act right. Matter of fact, when I look at this prodigal son, the father, he, he, he was just waiting. I mean, repent, really, if you want to boil it down, it means return. <laughs> Repent. What? Return. Turn around. You're going the wrong way. no I don't know if I can do that. Yeah, you can. It's just like this. It's that easy. No, no, it's like asking forgiveness. I have people that that have left this church over the years. If if they were lined up outside the door, they'd be all the way down to the Esso station. right I'm not exaggerating much (laughs) and all they would have to do is say you know what we had a disagreement okay let's hug and move on like how does it get so big something so simple how does it get so the devil blows it so far out of proportion I mean when I think about the people that have done the, the worst to me There's no, hey, come and hug me. I don't have anything against you. I might have for a month or two. Because, no, but the disciples, they never asked God to increase their faith until he started talking about forgiveness. No, it's true. Read about it. Jesus said, no, you're going to have to forgive him 70 times 7. They said, Lord, increase our faith. <laughs> You forgive by faith, your feelings catch up several months later. But, but no, but that's true, isn't it? Until finally that name pops up in your brain and it's like, oh, well, the first time it's not so good. Maybe the tenth time it's not so good. Maybe you picture yourself strangling this person. And then you, then you do Corinthians ten four, casting down imaginations <laughs> and I every mean, high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bring your thought life into captivity. None of you have ever done this. <laughs> you have. I know you have. You all sitting looking so sweet and smiling. <laughs> now the elder brother was in the field. Well, he was supposed to be up at the house. He was out working, trying to earn his way. I know there's miles of ditch. You know, don't work, don't eat. I understand that. But God never intended for anybody to kill themselves working. You know, Adam, Adam had to toil and work with his hands after he fell. But my Bible says that I've been restored. That I should have sweatless victory. It's not by might, it's not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And everything that I've ever experienced in life is all about seed time and harvest time. When I go to God with a need, he talks to me about a seed. Plant a seed here, plant a seed there. Does it work? Yeah. Is it instant? No, if it was, everybody would do it. <laughs> no, no, if it was that easy, <laughs> poof, an instant harvest. Sometimes it happens like that. But sometimes it's been so long that you forgot about it. One time my friend Royce Harris, I'll tell you this story. He 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 back in 1980. Way back, in 1980, before I was born, way back in 1980. <laughs> No, no, I don't know how old I am, so so I'm as old as I think I am. (laughs) I'm thinking real good right now. (laughs) Anyway, back in 1980, before some of you children were born, (laughs) Royce Harris was working for maybe Goodyear Tire in Toronto or something. And he had a friend going to the church that his tires were so bad that you could see the air through them. Threads sticking out and everything. And so Royce put four new tires, took the car in and put four new tires on it and sent them on his way. This is 1980. Then fast forward back to, up to around 2005 or six or seven, thereabouts, Royce was putting a sound system in his church. and And, you know, when you're a prison minister... You, you can't take offerings up from the prisoners. So, so <laughs> you can't tell them about ties and offerings. <laughs> and so you depend on, you know, churches like us and other people to support you. Anyway, so he needed all this equipment. He didn't know exactly what he was going to do. He gets a phone call from a guy in Calgary, Alberta. He said, Royce, you probably don't remember me. But back in 1980, you bought me four tires for my car. I know I now own a lighting and sound studio and I want you to know that whatever you need, just send me the send me the letter and I'll send you the gear. So so yeah, but I mean twenty five years later, but see Royce forgot about the seed, but God doesn't. So you know, there may be harvest hunting you down right tonight while you're sitting here. Yeah. Come on. The elder son was in the field. Out working the sweat of his brow. As he came near the house, he heard the music. He heard the music and the dancing. Wow, they must have been dancing loud. They heard it. And he called one of, his, one of the servants and said, What's going on here? He said, Your brother has come home, and your father has killed the killed the fatted calf because he received him. Because he received him safe and sound. And the older brother said, Praise God. I've been praying for him ever since he left. <laughs> Saying, Oh Lord, send the backsliders home. Thank you, Jesus. He was angry. That, that scumbag that scum sucking brother of mine I've been here working the whole time he's gone and he's out there riotous living he answered and said to his father lo <laughs> yay yo <laughs> lo these many years I s-. now here's, the, here's, the, here's what he said serve you you don't serve I know there were stewards, and I understand the servanthood and all that. Don't get me wrong. I I, I understand that. But that's not your attitude. You know, your attitude is the same as what Jesus said. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who thought it not robbery to be equal with God. That's where you have to start. I'm God's son. But he made himself of no reputation and took on the form of a man and found in the fashion of a man he humbled himself. To the death of the cross, but he knew, but he didn't move out of his position. In one sense, he knew that he was equal with God. And if you're God's sons, you're God's daughters. That's that's who you are. You can't undo that. You're not His servants. Angels were sent to serve, ministering spirits sent to serve to serve who? The heirs of salvation. Many years I have served you. Many years now. I've served you. And I, and, and, I, and I kept all the commandments. I tithed and I gave offerings and I was in church. Every time the door was open, I did all that. Never transgressed at any time your commandments. And yet you never, ever, you never, ever gave me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as your son- as your son, not my brother, as soon as your son has come, devoured his living with harlots, how did he know that, or was it that or was he out in the field thinking that's what he would have done with his righteous self? You killed the fatted calf and, and I said, now, now I know where his heart was. He judged his brother. And in doing so, he passed judgment on himself. He really did. He said unto him, look at this. Son. He called himself a servant. God said, son, my dear boy, don't let pride keep you out of the blessing. My dear boy, my son, you are ever with me in all, all, all that I have, an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus, all that I have is yours. That's Ephesians 1, 4, 3 and 4. I have blessed you with every spiritual blessing in the heavens in Christ, chosen you before the foundation of the world. Everything that I have is yours. It was meet that we should make merry and be glad. For your brother was dead and he's alive again. He was lost and now he's found. So now the father's waiting for the older brother. See, the younger brother had a breakthrough in his mind. And when you have a breakthrough in your mind, you get a breakthrough in your life. Yeah. If you can break through this attitude that you have toward God... If you could get, again, not a resolution for New Year's, but a revelation. I'm loved by God. I'm accepted. I, Ephesians 1, 6 i I've been accepted in the beloved. Romans 5, 8, and 9. I've been, come on. I, he, he loved me when I was yet a sinner, enough to die for me, and now much more that I've been justified by his blood. You're loved. You're a loved people. You know, I'd like to preach some hellfire and condemnation on you, but there isn't any. <laughs> no, no, people sat outside the church door and say, what's he telling them in there? He said, oh, all yeah, he ever talks about is how God loves them. That's all there is to talk about. What am I doing? I'm not, I'm not conformed to this world, but I'm transformed by renewing my mind. I'm submitting myself onto on Christ, the living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto you. On to me. It's, my reason, it's my service if you will it's my service but it doesn't change the fact that I'm a son and so I look at the prodigal son and I thought well he didn't cry he didn't pray he didn't rebuke the devil he just changed his thinking and when he changed his thinking he changed his destiny so his brother's life was ruined by a negative imagination that's what really happened to him the older brother was still working for approval No, but if you find yourself still working for God's approval, please stop and check yourself. Thinking, what could I possibly do to make myself better? What could I possibly do to change my personality? You're laughing because you're thinking there's no hope for me. I understand that. No, but, but when the, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 3.18, where the Spirit of the Lord is in charge, there's liberty, the freedom, to be changed from glory to glory into the image of Jesus. The liberty, the freedom to change, is when, is when he's in charge. It's like, it's like John 8.31 and 32. If you continue in my word, you'll be my disciplined ones indeed, and you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free so if, if I need freedom I just need more truth what's the truth God loves me he's not mad at me but ye beloved building up your most holy faith praying in the Holy Ghost keep yourself in the love of God but ye beloved not you scumbags I was watching Joyce Meyer the other night there must have been 10,000 people in that meeting and all she was standing up there doing is telling them, God loves you. And they came by the thousands to hear somebody say, that tells me what the, pro- what the real problem is. The real problem is we need love. We were built that way. You know, we were built for love, joy, and peace, and long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, and temperance. And we don't, so many times even in a church, we don't know how to receive it. I still think I've got to do the right thing. No you don't. He's the right one. It's not about what you're doing it's about what he's done. When you get a hold of that what he's done and realize that every time that you get off track every time that you do get off track again first John chapter 1 he said when you sin he didn't say if, like some of you, if you, no. <laughs> when you miss the mark, I mean, you can stay in bed all day and still miss it. Like, you know, there's no protection. <laughs> Where there's people involved, there will be tests. And they might even be living under the same roof as you. I thought, that's really great. You don't even have to go outside to take your test. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. Do your homework right at home. Come on. Amen. You are so precious in his sight. If you only knew how precious you were in his sight, it would melt you. He loves you the most even when you don't like you. He loved Abraham when he passed his wife off as his sister twice. There's not many husbands that would get away with that today. The craziest story of all is go into Hagar, Abraham. I know he didn't argue. He just went. And they're still fighting over that in the Middle East to this day. Think about it. To this day that deal is still going on. Ishmael was 14 years old when Isaac was born, and the Bible says that he mocked him. He's still mocking Israel today. And then it said about Ishmael that you're going to be a fighter, and if you can't find anybody else to fight against, you'll fight against yourself. No, you think about the personality of those nations, and I remember one year, one, year, one five-year period where Iran and Iraq were fighting each other. Thousands and thousands of people died and all kinds of property was destroyed. It went on for five years and then one day they just stopped. <laughs> went on to something else. <laughs> don't you read about some of that stuff? and they say, what are you guys doing over there? It must be the heat in the desert. I don't know. Who gets up in the morning and says, let's go blow something up? Oh, yeah, that, actually, that sounds like... <laughs> I could get into some of that as long as there wasn't people involved, but anyway. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you said about yourself that our God, I think you, you said our God, our God, not somebody else's God. Our God is a consuming fire. I thank you, Lord, that you consume sin. I thank you that you consume you consume the sacrifice. What we offer up to you, I thank you, Lord, when we take our prayers, like the incense off the altar, when we put fire to our prayers, that they come before your presence. They come they come boldly into that throne room of grace. I pray, God, this this is our prayer for this year. You be here. You do whatever you need to do with whoever you want to do it with. You have whoever preach, you preach come here that you won't need to preach here. Please just take this church completely over. We don't have our own agendas. We don't have our own plans. We're just planning on a godly encounter every time we get together. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord.